on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Google Analytics finally has the attribution feature that we've all been dying for. Google Ads wants to bribe us into staying signed on as Google partners. And we're kind of taking the bait. And Microsoft Advertising is adding new shopping reporting enhancements that you'll want to check out. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. And I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on January 14th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We are joined by both Nick behind, what do you call those things? <laughs> <laughs> the machine? Do you want me to just keep going with this? On the ones and twos, on the board, Nick lots of options. the board. The board. <laughs> and Nicole on the mic. Nicole, it's good to see you. Good to see you. What's it's been going, a while. Yeah, what's going on in your world? So this past weekend, Western New York had a lot of snow. And I've grown up here all my life. And... I'm pretty used to snow, or so I thought. So I am going skiing an hour south of Buffalo. It's my second time skiing, and I don't know what I'm doing. And I have two friends with me, one of them who knew how to ski and had skied in the Alps and all this stuff. So she's like, you know what? You did the green. Why don't don't we do the longer green run? And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So we go up. And there's only two options once we're up there, a black diamond and then blue, whatever that That happened to me. And it was a complete disaster. (laughs) Never making that mistake again. Did you yard sale? Do you know what that is? No. When you fall and your skis come off and you got like a ski over here and a pole 10 feet away from you and you're just laying in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But I, I made it down. And then on the way to the Airbnb, after we were done skiing, um, it was like 10 o'clock at night, country roads, and I don't have a four-wheel drive, but and I don't have snow tires either because my mom is committed to not having snow tires. And she wore all season tires, just regular tires. She's like, I've never needed them in my life, and I've lived here all my life. I don't need them. So, (laughs) So... All of a sudden, Google Maps is taking us down these country roads, and there's this very steep incline. I'm going up it in my little sedan, and the tires are spinning, the car is overheating, and I get stuck. And a big plow comes by with his big wheels and just, you know, hi, and then passes us by. Oh, no. And I'm like, this is how I get murdered. Like, but you were here. with your friends. Yeah, yeah. But they're from Florida. They don't know how to do any of <laughs> So like, how this. did you get home? Well, I managed to turn the car around, use inertia to go down the mountain, and then drive 30 minutes out of the way to get to a more main road that was plowed. And wow. it took us like an hour extra to get to the Airbnb. I'm so glad you made it back because as we know, Jess is opening her bar this week and we didn't have anyone else to do the show. So I know I'm glad I made it too. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Well, I know a lot of people listening to this show are really invested in my dental health. Um, I've shared a lot about being yelled out by dentists and uh, my membership in the Smile Direct Club. Please sponsor us. And quite frankly, being threatened, I'd say, by your dentist. Yeah, last time I went, he said, I don't want to give you a filling, but if you make me, I will. <laughs> so today I went, same place, did, oh, not today, yesterday I went, same place, different dentist, and she's giving me a filling because I made her apparently. <laughs> and somehow it comes up that I've been Smile Direct Club and she's like, I know people who have had to get root canals from that. And she really doesn't want me to be in it. And now they're not going to sponsor us ever. <laughs> She just wants your money, your dentist. I know. So I'm like, okay, sorry, I didn't want to spend $6,000 on real braces or Invisalign. Don't listen to it. It's like half the price. So 
we'll let you know. Let me know how you think my teeth are looking, everyone. <laughs> Greg, how's the year of Greg going? Actually, pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> I'd say that the year of Greg has gotten off to maybe the worst possible start that it could. But that's a beautiful thing. I have 51 more weeks to really Greg it up here. So yeah. I'm pretty pumped. And if anybody hasn't joined, don't worry. You didn't miss anything. We're making it up on these weeks. And it's, it's, I've tried very hard to do things. But I just said it hasn't been the best week. But that's why we have the rest there. This is not a resolution. It's a lifestyle. And speaking of that, just a quick update on my midlife crisis. It's like full blown. I'm basically, you know, two weeks away from being 40 here. Mm-hmm. And so I've moved up to ordering a cream to tighten my face. I saw this thing. We shot a video. It was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. It's not true, Chef says Greg. it to me. He's like, how does this look? I'm like, Chef. It's really not bad. It was like sent me in a full-on spiral. I started looking and like, see how to make your face look better. There's something out there called mewing. I'm like, well, I don't even know what this is. I need to look into this. So I've got creams and something called mewing here to really get, get back into my Greg groove. Okay. I really don't think it was as bad as you think it was, but welcome to just everyone else in the world who's been invested in skincare their whole lives and you've just decided to care. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tighten it right up. Are you doing facial, facial movement exercises? I just, I you, did enough research to know that something's out there, so it makes yeah. me feel good. Okay. Then, then I'll get into it a little bit more. <laughs> That's how I do things. All right, and some quick housekeeping here. We talked about it last year, Jill, last year. It was actually this year in last week's episode. Jill Saskin-Gales has a great TikTok where she has Google Ads tips. She was a former Googler, and at the time, I didn't have the handle off the top of my head. I put it in YouTube, but it is the underscore Google underscore pro. So if you're on TikTok and you want some of Jill, the underscore Google underscore pro. Thanks, Jill. Yeah, she's great. She's like our first new friend of the show of 2022. I know. Hi, Jill. Hope you're listening. And before we get into the news this week, new year, new you, right? Well, the same goes for your site, everyone. We are so excited to be sponsored by the one and only Ahrefs this month. All right. And you can start the year off right with more data thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. And Shep, I didn't see a price on here. Did you forget that? I didn't forget it because there is no price. It's free. Get out of here. Really? <laughs> for free? You can experience this over at ahrefs.com forward slash A-W-T. And apparently for free, I mean, they should really up the price on this. So get it while you can, folks. You can enhance your traditional search console or webmaster tool, whatever you want to call it, data, and it'll scan your site for 100 common SEO issues while giving you that advice, which is what the platforms don't do. Additionally, you can juxtapose that with Ahrefs' proprietary metrics like keyword difficulty, traffic value, and search volume. So you can see what changes you can make that's going to give you the most bang for your buck, even though you're not spending a single dollar for this tool. Seen in action at Ahrefs.com dot com slash awt almost a thousand people register for hrefs webmaster tools every day to improve their website's seo performance and you should be one of those people too so check it out for yourself all right and first up in the news is huge news from google analytics we now have the ability to change attribution models Amazing. And I'm not talking just in one little model comparison report. I'm talking across your entire reports that you view in Google Analytics. Now, for all those complainers out there, the bad news is that the first slash last slash linear and only way to do this is with GA4. (laughs) So (laughs) this is not for universal analytics. You have to be using GA4. And thankfully, all you good marketers out there took our advice and have that set up here heading into 2022. And this was first seen by Charles Farina, at Charles Farina on Twitter. We don't have an analytics file of the year, but he's already won this, Charles. Oh, I'll add it to the we list. We need to have that for Clockskers because okay. he is a must follow. And Charles says, for the first time, you can now change the default attribution models to something other than last touch. GA4 properties now have data-driven linear, position-based, and time decay as options you can apply to all of your reports. And he had a screenshot, but our own Sarah Burke wrote up a post as to how you can see it in action, how you can switch, and how you can really get it going on your accounts. Again, it has to be GA4, nothing else. So you can head on over and see that at cypressnorth.com in our blog. 
if you want implementation help as well. And Charles went on to also note that the biggest part of this release is the move to data-driven attribution as the new default. And he said that's the new default. I saw it as recommended in there. The J4 instances that we had set up still were reverting to last click for me, but maybe moving forward it's going to be data-driven um, attribution, which is basically a custom model off of your website, the traffic and the, how people convert, which is pretty cool. Um, the one thing that's a little bit scary, it's reminiscent of the Google ads switch to data-driven attribution, where before you could only see the um, the data-driven attribution if you had J360, which I believe the minimum cost is about $125,000, um, you had to have your Google ads account having at least 15,000 clicks on Google search and a conversion action with at least 600 conversions in 30 days. So it was something that A, was exclusive before, mm -hmm. and B, needed a lot of data. So what are they not telling us? Well, that was the whole thing with Google ads, right? Yeah. It's like, how are you going to default to it? If you only have like one or two conversions, I understand that that's something that they think they can do. I would go with what you think is the best, and maybe that's something like swapping over to a linear and counting everything the same. One other note that Charles doesn't say is if it will get this will get rid of direct as well. So if there's anything in there um, that's direct, just like Google Analytics Universal does, not the MCF version. Again, Sarah has a post on her site about it. If you have any questions, head over to our Discord and we can answer those. Um, so the direct will not be there unless it is only a direct yeah. visit. Does that all make sense? It's so Something hard tells to... me there are still going to be some only direct visits. <laughs> right. And so just because you have data-driven attribution on there doesn't mean that should be your go-to. But I've tried it. It's super cool. You can just say, I really want to see what first touch even looks like. And maybe you'll see like, oh, some of these campaigns that were maybe, you know, top of funnel that didn't look that good with last touch. Now you can see, you know what? This just took a little time to sort of matriculate into a conversion, but it's there. So this is like huge news. I don't know why people are talking about it. It's probably just yeah. because people still are behind the, the ball on GA4. And people will still complain about it. If they had launched it with this, I feel like there would be such fewer complaints, but whatever. This is like, I can't believe, I was like geeking out with Sarah. I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> we finally can do this. And no, it's just, you you're know, a grad. Chirps. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> See, I told you this week's great. Sarah is not a Greg. And getting into some more news here, a reminder that Google Ads is finally rolling out their new partner program in February, and they are also updating their promotional offers along with it. So I'm not talking about the rewards. This is actually much more enticing than part of a toiletry bag or an umbrella. So this is a quote from the Google Ads Help Center. I'm going to read it directly. It says, promotional offers are a benefit that provides spend credits to eligible premier partner and partners. For eligible new accounts, a $500 promotional credit will be issued to the account upon reaching the required spend value of $500. New client accounts will have 60 days to spend $500 to qualify. Promotional offers may vary depending on account billing country. Any account managed by a Google Ads manager account will have promotional offer applied if it meets the following requirements. And this is the list. The manager account has to be a premier partner or a partner. Promotional offers are toggled on. The account has no other promotional promotions applied and the account is billed in a country where Google partners promotional offers are offered and the account served its first ad impression within the last 14 days. So this has been a long drawn out saga and it seems like Google ads, I feel like is worried that there isn't much of an incentive to being a partner anymore, right? <laughs> they the up toiletry this from, bag wasn't enough? Yes, they upped this from $50 to $500. Which is incredible. And yeah. they took it, not only that, it's 30 days to 60 days to actually spend to qualify, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's giving me some serious shorts fund and that Snapchat creator fund where they're giving away millions of dollars to people just to use Snapchat. It's giving me that vibe. And as much heck as we've talked about the partners program, this is legit a, a to do way yeah. to be like, okay, you're in this program now to help your clients. Yeah. That's the whole point I was making before is that if you're in this just to have a badge and just get better support at the behest of your clients by screwing them over royally just to hit 
certain optimization score percentages, that's bad. Right. This is good. So just, this is what they should be doing, helping their partners bring people on and do better on the platform because Lord knows it's hard enough with all these changes. Totally. Because all those changes, Chris Ridley reminded us about this this week in Discord. You can join us, community.marketingoclock.com. All the changes that are coming are really bad. So you have to achieve that optimization score of 70% or higher. Now they made the welcome change where you can dismiss recommendations. So that's good. Clock score winning. Change, yes. Right? And then over the last 90 days, the spend has to be at least 10,000. That was increased. You need at least 50% of your account strategist certified in Google ads, which would be good. You want people who know what they're doing, but it's all propaganda. So it really means nothing. So this is finally something where it's not a badge of shame. Like you're actually getting your clients money for being new clients money for being a partner, like you said. So I think this is a welcome change, but it also just shows that like we were right. It was a terrible idea. Yes. Again, I think we had something to do with that. I do too. We made that partner's bat that client partner's badge and we still have it on our site. I think we did. We had a change.org we petition. Had five, six, seven hundred people, what organizations that downloaded that and put it on their site. It's mm -hmm. crazy. You can still download it. Um, Chris also offered a couple of tips here regarding the new requirements. He said, tip number one, this varies on the number of users you have linked to your account, the amount of people that need to be certified. So make sure you go into your company detail section on Google Ads partner program and set the company account strategist range to the one that is correct for your company. And then he also said, this only applies to campaign types you're spending in. So if you're not doing video or app advertising, you won't need to be certified in those areas. So I was worried about that second one. So that is a welcome piece of information. Dennis Moons was also tweeting about this this week. And in his thread, he was asking advertisers in a poll if this made them want to join the program. Most people, 62% said not su sufficient. I disagree. I mean... I don't know who the audience is out there on Twitter, but for small to medium-sized businesses, a free $500 is not nothing. Yeah. Sorry. If the optimization score, if they didn't make the change where you couldn't dismiss recommendations, I would still not. Oh, I would not. I, I would never do that. But after that, I would do it. All you have to do is take the test. All the answers are online. <laughs> Should I not say that? <laughs> no, it's fine. And Kami Caruse agrees with us from her at Why Not Web Twitter account. She says, gotta admit, I was ignoring the Google Partner stuff because it didn't benefit me. But then they upped the ads credit to $500, which could be a big deal to a lot of small businesses. Three certs in a month? Sure. I'll spend a few hours on that. Or 20 minutes, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, great piece of news here for advertisers today. Do you have anything to share, Nicole? Yeah, so from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Land, there are a number of new Microsoft advertising enhancements, starting with shopping campaign reporting. So the new reports have been enhanced for the product tab to show performance, metrics like clicks, impressions, average CPC, average CPM, and spend. And the new conversions enhancements lets advertisers see conversions, revenue, ROAS, and all conversions. Microsoft has also removed the minimum spend requirement to use customer match targeting with email match. This is available in all markets except for the European Union, UK, and China. In addition, the Microsoft Audience Network is now available to all customers in 18 new countries and counting. And finally, similar audiences are available as open betas for the UK, Australia, India, New Zealand, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. Yeah, it's the beginning of the month and now it's the beginning of the year. They always release everything at once and it's like five <laughs> stories in one. And now you got it, not me. So thanks for sharing. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right, this week's Take of the Week comes from the one and only, and I saw it first in our Discord channel from Chris Ridley, who we heard from before and you're going to hear from again. He said, New Year, same salt J. And has the tweet from Julie Baccini at Neptune Moon on Twitter. And Julie's tweet says, well, this is some fresh BS at Google Ads. So you can't really tell if my RSAs are poor, average, or good until they get 5,000 top impressions. 
because you're showing a status without anywhere near that level of impressions in the last 30 days, question mark. Which is it? And this is very technical. So if you're not paid, you might not get it. But basically, you can see something that is your ad strength that takes a look at the ad in general. And then if you go to view asset details, you can hop in and that's where the asset details won't show unless you hit those criterias or may not show until you hit that criteria. Does that make sense? So you need 5,000 impressions in the Google search top segment over 30 days to see the rating and performance. And that's within your ad and your RSAs, mm -hmm. your assets. And I am completely with Julie on this because I've seen things and then you say, oh, this ad strength is poor and you hop in and all the assets are good and best. And I was just going through this today with Elizabeth here. And I'm like, look, we need to just go through and we need to just try to trick Google to get some of these things fixed for some competitor campaigns. So you can literally have an ad that is ad strength poor with every asset being good and best. And it is mind boggling. Makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I, I see this happen. And I think back to that one tweet of somebody that says, Facebook ads, even after the iOS apocalypse, um, still a science. <laughs> Google ads is rocket, like rocket science. Like it's so impossible to understand Did we talk about that happening. tweet? I don't remember. Oh, we didn't? I don't know. I, I saw it. It was supposed to be a take of the week one week, but how could anybody, any human in the right mind, look at something that has ad strength of poor, look at the assets that say all good and best and make a change? It doesn't make sense. And then it may, I don't get it at all. The RSA reporting in general, they just need to fix it. I had a question about it on a client call today and it's like, well, good, better, best. <laughs> like I know. And then it's like you see the combinations. And the thing that really irks me is there's this combination tab. And every time I see it, I get a little bit excited. Like maybe, maybe I'm going to see something new in here. Maybe I'm going <laughs> to see the combinations that help. Maybe I'm going to see that one headline works so much better with the other headline. And I can take this learning from Google ads and I can put it into my other marketing messages or other platforms because I know that these really resonate, but you get the combinations and it just shows you your RSA, what it looks like with no data. And it just shows how many times it was displayed and it doesn't say if it was good or better or what the click through rate was or anything. It's just an awful combinations tab. So I hate it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. ICYMI people, we have an audio ICYMI from Chris Ridley. Ever heard of him? Roll the tape. Hi all, it's Chris. I know there was a bunch of talk recently about Performance Max campaigns, and I wanted to give a quick ICYMI. Don't forget to check your asset combinations within your assets groups in Performance Max campaigns. Even if you've not uploaded video assets yourself, Google has been creating videos for you without informing you and without showing it within the Edit Assets tab. I've recently shared a post on LinkedIn about this in more detail, including how you can remove the videos. So don't forget to check it out. Okay, that is a great tip. And Chris didn't even know when he left that voicemail, but he was already... <laughs> R-I-C-Y-M-I for a post that he made in Discord also related to Performance Max. So I'm going to read that really quick. He said, I've seen good results from Performance Max and e-commerce accounts. This is most likely due to stealing sales from standard shopping and search campaigns. I'm yet to see it perform well in lead gen. Sam Kesich replied in Discord and said, I'm actually seeing fairly strong performance in a few lead gen accounts, legal SaaS vertical, we had to exclude a ton of landing pages, exclude every country we weren't targeting, which is insane, Google Ads, and turn off lead form extensions as they were bringing in non-qualified leads, but using specific landing pages like product pages to qualify leads has resulted in 50% lower CPAs. Um, and Chris said, that's amazing. Sounds like turning off URL expansion feature is the way forward. I see why am I again, because I have not used Performance Max yet. So if you're like me, final URL expansion replaces your final URL with a quote, more relevant landing page based on the user's search query intent and customizes a dynamic ad headline that matches your landing page content. So 
it's just crazy everything that's happening with Performance Max, this like campaign structure that they want to be set it and forget it. And all the advertisers are just figuring out all these like tips yeah. and ways to optimize it. So I love it. And you know how it's one of those things where when Google has something they really want to work, a lot of times they sort of like force it to work and maybe you're getting lower CPCs or something. And we, I think we've seen it with RSAs where you might have an ETA that has a better conversion rate, but they'll display RSAs. And there was a good session at SMX Next with Fred Valleys, and he talked about that where with RSAs, you sort of need RSAs to get all the exposure. In this case, performance, Google loves Performance Max, and my Performance Max campaigns are through the roof. It's like insane what the return is on them. And I think we'll set that one up where we're getting the images and get that going ASAP on it. Yeah. So. Speaking in code. Te yeah, so check that. And can I just go off on a tangent here? I okay. think I think Chris with I think he is eligible for Greg Greg's status for the clock scares this year. I mean, this is quite Wait, this is quite a lot. The clock He's got Greg energy. We have a new thing that's just Greg's a new category. Greg of the year. <laughs> okay, so what do you think? I thought you yourself had to look within and say it was like a personal choice. Look at, look I identify as a Greg. Look at what he's putting out. This You week. can't out him as a Greg okay. until he's ready to share. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let us know, Chris. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have... And before we get into the lightning round here, we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs Webmaster Tools is the completely free version of Ahrefs, and with it, you get access to some of our favorite Ahrefs tools like Page Explorer. Page Explorer gives you access to all the raw data that AWT crawls, so you can slice it and dice it as you see fit. It is really fun to play with. For example, there are really handy set of preset filters that allow you to quickly identify pages with missing title tags, too long title tags, too short title tags, missing meta descriptions, and then even more filters and resources to help you find problems like um, images that are too large, broken images, broken JavaScript. You can look for all kinds of issues on your site with these filters, and this is an amazing tool to have in your back pocket for audits, for clients, or even regular health checkups for your own site. So you can sign up today at ahrefs.com slash AWT and tell them Marketing O'Clock sent you. I'm gonna go one step further. This is good for your front pocket, too. <laughs> this is a front pocket tool. Um, That was very just patriarchy of you because <laughs> women's front pockets are useless. And Ahrefs uh, okay. Webmaster Tools would not okay. fit. Well, I'm sorry. Whatever <laughs> pocket you want. Okay. And getting into the paid universe this week, if you live in New York State like us, you know from the influx of FanDuel ads that sports betting is now legal. What's that? Greg. Oh, sports investing. I'm sorry. Hi. Do you, have you placed any bets? Oh, I mean, maybe a little little <laughs> sprinkling on some Eagles plus eight and a half. Maybe a little Patriots plus four. I don't okay. know. Nicole, any bets placed? No clue. Nick? <laughs> Not a shot. Okay. I was betting on um, Just Bud's Candy Crush games. It was fun. So Google has also updated its ads gambling policy to allow ads for sports betting from certified and state licensed entities in New York state. So check that out if you're into investing in sports. A very Greg thing to do. Speaking of Greg's, PPC Greg shared this tweet originally spotted by me. This was wild by Drew Cameron at DC Digital US. You're Drew Cannon? That just made it sound like there's a burner account. You're like originally spotted by me. No, he was the first place I saw it. Oh, okay. Sorry, Drew. Drew was Drew. Okay, I'm going to read what Drew said. Google ads. So I got, I go to add an exact match keyword and this is the message I receive. And it is, you can see lawyer to sue Google. <laughs> Hilarious. In brackets, at, in the keyword list. And then at the bottom, it says broad match keywords are on. Keywords will be saved as broad match. <sighs> What dystopian universe are we living in? What does that even mean? Broad magic keywords are on. Somebody so, wrote that. <laughs> like somebody wrote the message. Broad match keywords are on. Keywords I know. be saved as broad match. That's the part of this we need to talk about. So a lot of people notice this in their accounts. And then Ginny replied and said, this message is an error that we are working to remove. This message was intended for a potential opt-in experiment, but it has no impact on how keywords are saved 
or the traffic to which these keywords match. Our apologies for the confusion. I'm sorry. There's something brewing over there. I don't like it. I don't even want to know. Yeah, whatever they're brewing is not for me. This it's, isn't just a coincidence. No, this is an error that literally somebody created. And then what is the opt-in? This clearly, in the case that Drew has here, he's got brackets on that's like a professional operate, a professional command of yeah. being exact match. And then this is showing up. So what are you opting into? Like, the only thing I could think of is like, is it like keyword expansion to automatically put everything to broad match? But then it's like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you want to give yourself the option if you had it? And then the other thing is, I've I have turned I have completely changed my tune on broad match with smart bidding. Right. And I don't see anything here with smart bidding specifically. And everything that Google talks about is broad match could work with smart bidding. Test it out. People see success with broad match and smart bidding. So if this is some opt-in test that doesn't have anything to do with smart bidding, that is super dangerous if you start spending on actual broad match terms without any kind of guidance to bring a certain conversion in. Yeah. Which is just super, I'm with you. Something's bro. It's been on my thoughts all week. But for now, if you see this notification, don't worry about it. Your keyword <laughs> is added as exact. I mean, I would worry about it, but you shouldn't. And Steve Plimmer tweeted this week, on the basis of checking the change history data in Google Ads, it looks like RSAs are going to be renamed versatile text ads soon. This is an interesting update. And at first I was kind of, uh, but Greg made a point that the word responsive is not very fitting. What are they responding to? What is the rhyme or reason? We don't know. So I guess it is a better name. I love it. I know like okay. exactly, you know, say something negative about it. But when you have something like RDAs and it's a responsive display ad, it doesn't make sense to be like it's a responsive search ad, especially knowing that now images are showing up. And generally, when you think of responsive ads, it's some sort of, you know, a image that scales around. That's kind of what most people traditionally think from a media buying side of things. You don't think of a responsive search ad as actually being something image based. I think at least. I like that I won't mix up RDA and RSA because they do it constantly. hundred percent. VTA is it, a bit simpler. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's. I, I get what they're doing. They want to have responsive search ad and responsive display, but the responsive display ad actually is responsive. You can see image on top of text. You can see all different formats. You can see no image. That's a responsive thing. This is just like it says versatile. I love it. Mm -hmm. So little secret there from Steve. Follow him at Steve Flimmer on Twitter. We reported back in November on a tweet from Nikki Coleman at Nikki Jumpfly on Twitter. She was talking about how Google Ads has gone nuts because she is seeing destination mismatch ad disapprovals across multiple unrelated accounts. This was really creepy and we hadn't heard any follow-up on that. Well, Ginny has replied from her at Ads Liaison account and said the team is aware and working to address this. However, please note that this is a message error in the ad preview diagnosis tool and is not impacting ad serving. So nothing to report on that for now. And Barry Schwartz tweeted this week from his at Rusty Brick Twitter account, Google Ads live chat box feature has been redesigned a bit. Um, I guess he got this tip from Brett Badofsky. Oh, Some Brett. call him Brett. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it looks a little different. Will they actually be able to help you? We'll see. And John Horn at John Horn SG tweeted, I'm seeing promotions in Google Merchant Center with this tag. Quote, modified by Google. Not what you want to see. No. It seems like these were auto-created. I'm waiting for confirmation from Google. Anybody seen something like this before? And so it's a promotion, literally 10% off. Get 10% off is the title. Modified by Google. Not something you want Google to be touching, your promotions. So a lot of people were going back and forth about this. Um, Jenny replied and said, two things to clarify. One, modified by Google means the title of the promo was revised for clarity, but we don't generate or modify offers themselves. Two, if a merchant promotion has a net discount greater than a threshold, it'll be disabled by our systems, which happened here. I just don't think they should be touching promotions. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. I think that's one where you see all these different things get disapproved. If something is that bad or something is this percentage off, Just, disapprove yeah, it. Don't modify it. Stop running it. I don't know. but And I think the last time that happened was last year. And I think it was like actually a Shopify issue. I don't think it was Google's fault. They're trying to help. But again, cancel it and notify the advertiser instead. Here's something else you don't want to see. Barry Schwartz with a big ICYMI. Ad scheduling does not work for local campaigns in Google Ads. <laughs> I am so... Because, you know, why would it? Why would ad scheduling work for local ads? Mostly small businesses that have operating hours and, t- and small budgets that they might want to control and turn off at certain times. No, just advertise for people looking for a specific kind of food that you offer, even though you're closed. It's unbelievable. So Jenny responded to this and said, ad scheduling isn't available in local campaigns. The idea is to keep store location promotions ongoing, similar to local brand advantage like billboards and search location (laughs) extensions. One workaround was to use automated rules to pause enable ad groups at specific times. Thanks for the workaround. If I wanted a billboard, I would buy a billboard. But love you, Jenny. Love you too, Jenny. I also... Just really enjoy the fact that you're Google, you've got all this data, you've got this entire platform, you're literally the biggest company in the world, and your recourse is like, you know, this is sort of like a billboard. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, we can turn this on and off at your exact time to help you small business, it says to go think of it like a billboard. <laughs> that is truly mind-blowing to me. Oh, another little tip here from Barry Schwartz. Ever heard of him? This time he is writing for Search Engine Land. He says, Google has released a disapproved ads auditor tool for Google ads that flags and can delete policy violating ads across your account. To integrate this into your software, you need to have skills in Python, BigQuery, API, Google Ads API, and Zero Auth 2.0. OAuth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, clearly I can't say it. I don't have skills in it. Count me out, count a lot of marketers out. And second, I feel like policy violations are so often BS. Why can't we make a tool that automatically requests exemptions? That would be nice. I agree. Put in the request from all the zero auth people. (laughs) They don't exist. (laughs) From George Wynn for Search Engine Land, Best Buy has launched Best Buy Ads, its own in-house media company. This offers paid search ads and sponsored product listing on Best Buy's website, among other ad offerings. So first CVS and now Best Buy. What is it with brick and mortar trying to save themselves with online ad platforms? Does nobody else think that's weird? No, I I thought it was weird until I saw it in action. It's pretty cool. Like the ads are like right there when you open the CD up in the case. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even really harp on this for too long. It's just a little bit sad. Rest in peace, Best Buy. (laughs) From Chris Ridley, ever heard of him? France finds Google a record $170 million for making it too difficult to opt out of cookies. I think they're macarons. Not macaroons. I know the difference from Kids Baking Championship. Facebook was also fined for making it too hard for users to reject cookie tracking, and the firms have three months to comply or they risk fines of $113,000 a day. So good luck with that one. And another Google Ads ICYMI from Jeremy Krantz, at Jeremy Krantz on Twitter. I was today years old when I learned that matched locations account or matched locations campaign data isn't accurate and that pulling a report will show you the true list of targeted countries, cities, or whatever else in Google Ads. Because nothing is easy in there. Like, I would just want to show this to someone who's thinking about working in PPC so they have an understanding of how this works. Because it's insane. This is why people have to have every single country they don't want to target on the exclusion list. We should not have to do that. And from Nikki Coleman, at Nikki Jumpfly on Twitter, warning to PPC chat friends, the newest version of Microsoft Advertising Editor has lost the campaign names column on import. That is not good. Makes it very hard to pick the proper campaigns to import or update. I'd say so. Do not upgrade your Microsoft advertising editor. So hopefully they fix that. But in the meantime, I wouldn't download it. And that is it for paid what's happening in organic. All right. This week, Microsoft has released a index now plugin for WordPress. And in case 
you don't remember what Index Now is. It was a brain child. What came? I, I don't know. What is the word of that? It was the baby from Microsoft and Yandex. I didn't like new... either option. <laughs> okay. It was part of Microsoft and Yandex's new initiative that would allow a search engine to instantly index content from some web uh, provider, basically, or webmaster. Um, and now it is arrived for WordPress. So it is officially from Microsoft, and you can put that on. You do need to get an online key generation tool. There's um, some text files you have to upload, um, but then you're good to go. So pretty cool for all those WordPress users out there. All right, and next up from Morty Oberstein from the SEO Rant podcast, he spotted some NFL scores that the recaps basically had shifted from videos, and I believe they're on YouTube, to web stories. And he had a couple examples over on at Morty Oberstein on Twitter. And the web stories are basically like the highlights chopped up instead of a video, and it looks pretty cool. Um, additionally, they are on desktop as well. So maybe another reason to test out some web stories. And then Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter said, it's an amazing format for sports highlights. They've been great for baseball in the U S glad to see them expand. And I think he said back in April, it was rolling out for cricket as well. I agree with most of this, except on desktop, it still sucks. Mm -hmm. The, the view of shorts, the view of web stories on desktop is not ideal. So I know it's rolling out there. It's just clunky and awkward, I think. I like desktop. at this point, I'd rather ju them just not show them on desktop. I know. It just makes it so small, and it, I, I, I don't get it, but whatever. All right, over from PodTrack, it seems that podcasts are picking up speed. Maybe it's New Year's resolutions, or maybe it's just us and our quality here. But overall, <laughs> it was the highest that we've seen in 52 weeks for podcast growth. Last week, it was up 23% across all measured podcasts. So pretty cool to see. Um, something that may be kind of cool, may not be, is the Google Page Experience update is coming to desktop soon, and by soon it is expected in February. Barry Schwartz has this over on Search Engine Roundtable. And so there's a tweet from Malte Ubel, who was the main voice, I'd say, behind the AMP program over at Google. And before Great look for him. <laughs> not No. Because if you recall last year, there was a lawsuit that allegedly um, had claimed that Google throttles the load time of non-AMP ads by giving them artificial one-second delays in order to give Google AMP a, quote, nice comparative boost. And that additionally, that they said throttling non-AMP ads slows down header bidding, which Google then uses to denigrate header bidding for being too slow. And if you recall, the lawsuit says... Internally, Google employees grappled with how to justify making something slower. So this comes from that department. So remember everybody that put in all those resources to get on AMP and really AMP everything up. Just <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, big yikes. But So the page experience is rolling out everything you saw on mobile with the exception of mobile friendliness, obviously. So uh, LCP, CLS, FID... Um, HTTPS and inter uh, intrusive interstitials are all coming to desktop. And the tweet from Malte at Cramforce on Twitter said, page experience ranking Google search based on core web vitals on desktop. And he goes to say, quote, to explain what desktops are, laptop, tablets, and the 523.94 remaining actual desktop computers, end parentheses, is going out next month. I don't understand why people hate on desktop so much. Am I just old that I like desktop computers? I feel like I am in quicksand. I don't know. Versus a laptop? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be able mm -hmm. to use two monitors at all times mm -hmm. or I'm, I can't do my work. And I know you can add monitors and things on, but, but not everybody have, has the luxury yeah. of getting a super high-powered laptop that you can edit video on and mm -hmm. plug in extra monitors. What are your thoughts, Nicole? I agree. I'm, I'm pro-desktop. I feel like I feel secure. I feel at home. And it's really hard to, like, feel cozy on a laptop. I feel like I am 50% less productive if I yeah. am on the road on a laptop, even right. if I've got all my environment good and I just mm -hmm. have one laptop, I feel so much less productive. Yeah. Yeah. I and like the real keyboard, a real mouse, totally. big monitor so I can see everything. Yeah. Wow. But I do get it that if, if many consumers probably aren't 
you know, at a workstation. So. I wouldn't buy one for my house, but yeah. I'll let you buy me one. <laughs> Actually, he <laughs> did today. Yeah. <laughs> you bought me one today. <laughs> it's a gamer PC and it's like rainbow bright lights. It's really nice. <laughs> what are you going to do on there? Game. What games do you play? Um, none. <laughs> I play words with friends, but it's not on my gamer PC. That's okay. on my phone. All right, Boomer. All right, next up was an email from MailChimp that arrived on Wednesday, and they're updating the monthly prices for our marketing platform plans. Don't look, anybody. Do you think the price went up or down? Up. <laughs> what if you got one of these things like, oh, the price went down? Have you ever seen one of those? No, especially not for my daycare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the marketing plan is going to increase from $51.99 to $59. And any of the add-on contact blocks will increase from $9.99 to $11 per block. And MailChimp has been acquired, obviously. If you're looking to move off of MailChimp, MailChimp has some good features. There are other options out there that, quite frankly, are better, cheaper than MailChimp. And if you're looking for an alternative, I've got one for you. And, and there's a link that'll save us a couple bucks off of our, our fees. It's Active Campaign, and you can get the Plus version for 49 bucks a month. And it's like a light HubSpot. It is much more intuitive. We need to take some of our stuff that's on MailChimp and get it off to Active Campaign. This is our year. There'll be a, a, a link over on community.marketingclock to see that. And that'll actually save you $10 a month. And then if you're looking for something maybe more high-powered, then MailChimp, uh, I'd probably recommend HubSpot for people that are looking for like a real automation tool. And if you have any need any help with that too, we can help save on onboarding fees and get a better deal than what you get on the website. So if you are in the, the mood to switch to something, just let us know and we can maybe help you in some way. All right. And next up, let's see what's cooking over on Recipe News. And no. <laughs> what is it? It's not that big of a deal, but... Google was testing trending videos in the mobile search results so that you'd see the recipe and then underneath it, you'd see like the example they had were the summer Asian slaw, best broccoli salad, like the 37 best recipes. And underneath it, you'd see trending salad videos, which is hysterical to think about. Like these are the trending sales. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> invest in making great video content for your recipe blog and stop telling me about your Wednesday night. I agree. And about your 13th birthday as a yeah. child that was just the most dearest, heartwarming mm -hmm. event of your life and how it impacted you for the next 47 years. Um, but Glenn, Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter said, Yes, they're testing the trending videos and he's seeing visual stories for many recipe searches as well. So again, big time in 2022 here, stories. Mm -hmm. Heard it here first, folks. All right. Do you hear something? I don't. <laughs> it's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. <laughs> All right. And there is potentially an unconfirmed Google search ranking update on January 11th, according to Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. And we had a lot of charts. I missed this segment. We are back with a vengeance. And I love the SERP metrics chart. It had a massive King to Ka size drop in that January. Is, that looks exciting. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like a couple little bounces. Mm -hmm throughout. So I really like that. I thought it was going to win. But then another funny chart we had this week was the Moe's chart, the Moe's cast, as quite frankly, I think this tool is drunk. <laughs> Every one of the charts shows like a little blippy on the 11th, but not the Moe's cast. It looks like it is the highest degree of volatility that the Moe's cast has seen in the past 90 days. And I'm worried about the Moe's cast. Aren't you? Look at this. Wait, why don't you check on them? <laughs> I should. Maybe you could get some free queso or something. <laughs> okay. But the winner of this week's chart of the week is Cognitive SEO. I absolutely love this chart, mainly because I sat there and I was trying to figure out what actually number would turn the chart from green to orange. And I decided that I think the number is 52. On January 11th, it looks like we're 51. I was doing a little math, counting some pixels here. And if you look back on December 28th, I think that was 53. So I think if you get over 53 on cognitive SEO, you're going to turn orange. And I think it's be fascinating for all you chart heads out there. You are one of the busiest people I know. And the fact that you counted those pixels 
is just something to think about. The devil's in the details, shut. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program about visual charts. And lastly this week, another tweet from Glenn Gabe, just a little ICYMI here for you. He says, why you shouldn't burn text into your poster image for web stories. The title will be overlaid on the poster image so that you'll have multiple layers of text if you do do that. It's not a good look. And just a little reminder here on the stories. Thank you, Glenn. That's it in organic. What's happening in social, Nicole? Well, first up in social, Alessandro Paluzzi at Alex193A on Twitter said that Instagram is working on the ability to edit the profile grid allowing you to rearrange posts in any order you'd like. So I was looking at the replies. Some people were wondering how this would impact how posts show up in a user's feed. I personally don't really care about this. I never go on anyone's profile to look, look at the pictures. It just comes up in my feed and I see the posts. But I am excited for those view options for the home screen that were announced last week. That is very interesting. I feel like people are so invested in their grid I know. And I that think, would be a game but changer. They're making Instagram casual again. So I feel like this goes against it. You just need to like post and let BB, you know? <laughs> I, I just feel, feel like it limits people's content. I where agree. They're like, oh, this one has to be a quote. This one has to be a picture of me. And this one has to be a picture of anything but me. Basically. And then it's like, how often do people actually look at your grid? And well, that's what I'm so saying. hung up on it. Yeah. yeah. That is very interesting. You could do some. And you know when like a brand is doing like a big launch mm -hmm. and they have little images coming up to make a big one in the full grid. Yeah. You could do some crazy stuff with that. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. back and change history. Yeah. That's another like brilliant idea is like you should hide some sort of image somehow in your grid and you like rearrange my <gasps> grid. You win the contest. And then yes. they'll go back through and rearrange it. You should be an influencer. <laughs> no. <laughs> And from Search Engine Journal, Twitter has introduced four new features. The first is to react to tweets with videos or what they call tweet takes. They stole that from us. Like take of the week? <laughs> yeah, the, the big listener that, yeah. that at Jack. <laughs> the second is a new tweet composer bar that will appear below the bottom navigation and replace that big blue plus sign previously used to compose tweets. The third is a topic tag bar that allows people to jump directly to topics that interest them the most. And finally, Twitter is making it easier to share community pages by going to the community page you want to share and tapping the share button. And last up in social news, Chris Ridley in our Marketing O'Clock Discord channel shared a LinkedIn post by Noel Mack, Chief Brand Officer at Gymshark. And he wrote, yesterday, me and Ben Francis had a meeting in the metaverse. <gasps> This is for sure the future of remote working. Whilst this video gives you some idea of how it looks, it is incredibly immersive and high resolution when you experience it for real. We'll be experimenting with this for sure and have more content coming on how we utilize this, what works well, etc. So he included a video of Ben and his virtual avatar having a meeting in the metaverse. And they talk about stuff like how it's a step ahead of Zoom because the conversation is more authentic. This was ridiculous. What happened to KISS? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Why are we overcomplicating things? And, you know, I was looking in the comments of this post, and I think Pete Hotchkiss had a comment, and it was a really good point when he said, most real people want to live in the real world. This is just a digital manifestation of everything that was wrong with the office work environments. It solves nothing and removes much of the positives of remote working. Seriously, and I mean, don't we hope the pandemic will end and we'll have some in-person meetings again? Don't we have Zoom fatigue? Yeah. Do we want to be in the metaverse? No. I don't. I don't. It I, sounds dangerous. I looked, I watched a video. The, only, the big positive is that you don't have to have a camera on your actual face. I mean, that's, that's the one. I'm just so zoomed out, staring at a screen, pretending to smile and just nodding <laughs> on and like, you know. But, but now... My avatar has to be perceived. That's true. Like the whole point of remote work is that you don't have to be perceived at all. Yes, I you know? agree. I don't know. And I also just think that the avatar that they had looked a little like uncanny valley to me. 
Do we know what that is? Yes. Yeah. Like well, Polar Greg told Express. me what it was. I have yeah. A, yeah. a poster upstairs of Nick Cage as a, a snow monkey, and the name of the poster is Uncanny Valley. It's great, because <laughs> Nick Cage is like barely a human. I just want to say that anybody who thinks that the metaverse is going anywhere has never actually dealt with the logistics of a VR headset. It's an absolute nightmare. Like, you need to have a cleared space. There, You need so much room. It's absurd. Who's going to have that in their office? Well, you don't have an office. You're just at you're home. At you're home. in your basement. Yeah. You just are in a dusty, dirty little room <laughs> that's, you know, it's like padded walls and everything. So you can't run into something. And I disagree. I think the metaverse is the future. Obviously, people are done with the real world. I, I, I'll keep saying it. Nobody likes the real world anymore. Okay. The overwhelming population hates the real world. Have you ever talked to anybody? People don't <laughs> like it here. They want to be elsewhere. They want something better. I like it here. I do too, but I'm just saying you and I are not the, the, the normal people. People don't like being around other people. People don't like people don't like anything anymore. Does the metaverse have Diet Coke? I don't think they no, do. They so don't. count me out. <laughs> All right. In this week's segment segment, we have GA for you again. And this comes from at Charles Farina on Twitter. And he says, you can time window metrics in GA4. This allows you to quickly answer questions such as show me in Q4 all of my users who viewed videos, view three plus videos in five consecutive days, who viewed five plus blog posts in 30 consecutive days, or who purchased two plus in 14 consecutive days. Pretty cool to be able to time window metrics and just pull that data. So another thing that you should be. All right. And then lastly, in our segment segment, we have a segment here called uh, Greggle. And here we go. Green, gray, black, gray, green, 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 gray, 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 green, 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 yellow, greggle. Nobody gets it. Okay. None of us play. <laughs> so sick of that. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. So as we mentioned, um, Greg bought me a new computer today. And of course, I'm a Windows girly. So I was automatically using Edge for a couple hours today. I really gave it an honest try. And I've already switched back to Chrome. But one of the features that I liked on Edge was if you copy a tweet URL and paste it into a document, it pastes it and it includes the text of the tweet itself. So for like the marketing o'clock prep notes, this is a very niche thing that you might need, but we share a lot of tweets and I was able to just paste this in and I could read the whole tweet from the link. Um, and I guess it's something you can turn on and off. And I heard sometimes it does title tags too, which sounds terrible, but I liked it for the tweets. Nice. And for me, something hardly working, again, part of this Greg of the year fail here is clients and sales. And I'm just really bad at the entire sales process. And we had one client that we were like actually want to bring in everything else we pushed off sort of at the end of the year. <clears throat> and we had put together this proposal and I had assumed and I talked through it and I had put out some emails that we'd be able to run through the recommendations. And it was like on Christmas week and they'd ask for, you know, some of the ideas, some descriptions as to why you change it and then what the recommendations were. And we already had a call. I went through some of that and I messaged them. Okay, can I just run through this and talk through it? It'll be able to be a lot more in depth. <clears throat> Somehow didn't get the opportunity to run through it. I didn't have any recommendations in the entire proposal. I'm just the worst at sales. I need to be much more like sales bro. I need to I need to just do that. I need to, I don't know, just get out there. Yeah. I need to just have that that you know what I mean? The energy of like people that like do like engagement tweets out there and all I that. I thought stuff. that was the whole thing about the year of Greg. Oh, I don't know. I don't this is that's a lot. You said it was an off week, so just try again next week. Okay. So maybe next <laughs> week I'll go out there and do those thirsty engagement tweets and try to really just be as much sizzle as we are steak. Nicole, what's going on with you? <laughs> so something that's working hard for me, and I'm probably just living under a rock, but I figured this out that you could add a second email to your LinkedIn account so that it will just push all your notifications to like a work email instead of like my old school email I have yeah. my LinkedIn set up on. Yeah. I thought you were like, I want the notifications everywhere. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was a life-changing thing for me too. Yeah. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. 
and is really really cool and this week's cool tool ever wonder if your competitors are engaging in deceptive review practices the cool tool this week is the transparency company's fake google review tool go to askfortransparency.com and install the free chrome extension to scan any google business profile to identify fake reviews And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Chantel at C-C-M-A-R-C-E underscore rights on Twitter. And Chantel, this, see, this is the energy I need. I need Chantel's energy. She's got this thread, and she doesn't even put that little spool on there. She just has the finger going down. And she says, I've got 10 marketing tools to share with you guys that will take your content creation to the next level. If you want to find viral trends on Twitter, Google, or wherever before they happen, these tools will help you do it. And then she says in a quote here, number two is a game changer. I'm obsessed. So I'm going to give you a little taste here of number two. And it's at Low Fruits. She says, I saw a founder mention this tool months ago, but only recently tested it out. It's such a huge advantage for growth, content, and SEO. It's almost cheating. It gives you keywords plus topic ideas. Then it tells you where you can target most competitively. And you know what? I'm feeling really in a sherry mood here. Again, my Greg energy is coming back here. I'm going to give you number three as well. And the third tool is at Ahrefs. I first became a huge fan because of all the powerful free tools they offer. Oh, a cough, cough. Wow. Ahrefs.com forward slash AWT. For example, the Webmaster Tools. You get a full suite of tools, mainly for growing your website, but also some cool ones for social media, keyword, and content research. So if you want to see that and eight more tools, definitely don't miss Chantel's thread. Thank you, Chantel. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you again, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, for sponsoring today's show. Number one in our hearts. Always. Like Search Console, AWT is free. However, unlike Search Console, you can see all backlinks, domain, and page-level SEO metrics, broken links for both internal and external links, and more than just the top 1,000 keywords. So please support the show and give it a test. Let us know what you think. There has never been a better time than now to get your site set up right for the new year over at ahrefs.com slash AWT. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's marketing o'clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after a famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. You guys, Nick begged me to play two types of people today. <laughs> it's everybody's it's favorite, his favorite game. favorite game. Yeah, everybody's favorite game. <laughs> We're playing two types of people. Where we give two options. You're either one or the other. There's no in between. Can't be ever. in between. It's not an option. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. There are two types of people. People who have a coaster house. So every drink has to be on a coaster at all times. They really don't like condensation getting in their home. And there's people who just don't care. <laughs> what type are you, Nicole? I'm strictly no coaster. If you're going to put a drink down, let it add character to your wood table or whatever you're, you know, like, I, I don't understand. It's either going to get wet on the table or wet on the coaster. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, I think you're trying to protect your furniture, but I'll <laughs> save what I'm saying for later. Okay. <laughs> Craig? Uh, I've got bigger problems than coasters. <laughs> right? I've got twins. I've got a lot, a lot more to worry about than coasters. I don't care. Nick? I am uh, Team Coaster. I um, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I am a millennial. My money needs to go far. So I paid good money for that table. You're going to put a damn coaster on it. So for me, I just don't have nice things. So it doesn't matter. So I don't need coasters. You know, just do whatever you want. And then also, I got gifted for my wedding these really nice coasters that like say our name and wedding date on them and they're wood. But the baby loves to play with them now. Like we just put them in her toy box and she throws them around. <laughs> but we don't use them for drinks.
Okay, Nicole, what's yours? Okay, so you're either someone who will do the laundry and just leave it in the basket for a while and then put it away, or you're somebody who absolutely has to fold the laundry and put it away right when it comes out of the dryer. Am I first? Yeah. I think this is going to surprise you. I am the person I have to fold it right away. Like yeah, I, that's very surprising. Since becoming a parent, I'm a little mm-hmm. bit like I'll go a couple of days, but I never wait. Those people who leave it for like a week or then they have to like run the dryer again, I, I don't do that. I fold it right away. I don't like having it weigh on me. I just want to get it over with. And you can fold laundry where you watch TV. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm with Jeff. I I don't like having that hang I don't like things hanging over me. Mm-hmm. Especially like monotonous things that I can just do quick. So if it were up to me and I am not in control in our house, I would just instantly do it. I wouldn't put it there and wait for something else. Just get it done. Why aren't you in control in your house? We have specific things that we both do from a, okay. a chore side. So of you're not the laundry guy. I am not the laundry guy, though. I have to put all my laundry away. I don't wash the laundry, but I'll fold it and put it away. Okay, Nick? Um, I'm actually team leave it in the, the basket. Wow, I wouldn't yeah, have thought that no. either. Um, because it's just like, it's not efficient. You fold up your clothes to throw them back on again. Who cares? Unless it's something that needs to be ironed, like a dress shirt or something, in which case you But take you it need out. to know where they are. They're okay. in the basket. That's crazy. You literally just never put them away. You just, just have baskets. Wrinkly. We have we have two baskets. One's the dirty basket, one's the clean basket. That said, when me and How my wife started doing baskets? our laundry together. <laughs> when me and my wife started doing our laundry together, I am now so, I am converting to a folded person because I like I need to know where all my clothes are, and I do not like sifting through all of her clothes. So at this point, I'm like, can we please fold the laundry? <laughs> yeah. I instituted it in my house, and my husband thinks I'm nuts. I want to have a basket for lights, a basket for darks, and a basket for things that you wore, but they're not dirty enough to wash yet. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> what do you do with the basket? You just got to get wrinkled? No, you, you can, do that? You can go in. You yeah. don't want to fold it and put it back in your drawer, but if it's like a big sweatshirt that you wore. Mm-hmm. but like, Why won't you just fold it and put it back? Because then it touched the, the yeah. really clean, pure clothes. That Like maybe you yeah. wore it in your car or something. But you're just letting it wrinkle up in a bag. It's going to get you, wrinkly. But you can it's fold never anything put it back like in that. the basket. It's never I, anything like that. That's weird. That's weird. I mean, <laughs> jeans are a perfect example because yeah. you're not actually supposed to yeah. watch jeans after every wear. They wear out quicker. It's unless you're jeans, looking for a distressed look. Hoodies. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Never leggings. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm calling an audible on mine. And I'm going to keep it with laundry here because I feel like this is a very household episode and I got mm-hmm. to really get that vibe. So are you the type of person when you're putting laundry away and you fold it, it has to be perfect. It's like store looking right off like somebody could purchase it or do you just fold it to get it done and out of the way i am b and there are some things that just get thrown in a drawer (laughs) okay yeah same i just fold it so that it's not going to get wrinkled but if it's not perfect i'm just going to wear it again so (laughs) nick can't answer (laughs) i've folded laundry before (laughs) what what were you um i'm very persnickety about it which is probably why I don't want to fold the laundry because it's like a whole thing. It's like, oh, I have to refold it. I have to refold it. I have to refold it. So, yeah. yeah. And for me, my wife was in retail and she is like takes pride in folding stuff, but it takes so long. Yeah. And so my thing is, and so that's maybe why, you know, she's on the different side of putting things away when she's got time to do everything right. Me, I just take it. I, I just fold. I'm like the Tasmanian devil. Mm-hmm. I hit that thing and it's all folded and out and then you just put it away and who cares? Mm-hmm. Just get it done and get me on my way. Yeah, I'm with you. It sounds like you should just be team basket then. I don't even know what that is. Though. I still don't get it. You have half dirty things in a basket. And just you pick something it that you wore one day. A hoodie is a great so example. Just put it back in the shelf if you're going to wear it again. No. Because then you lose track of how many times yes. it's been worn. And what if you're wearing the same thing So you have a basket times. that's like wore it once. You have a basket that's like wore it twice. You have a basket like no, all the different just, baskets. No, it's just one basket. <laughs> oh, but that, how do you not lose track of that? You don't. It's a great system. It's a terrible system. You can tell by the layer. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks, and we'll see you next week.